I remember the moment when I said something I, I said in my head a lot whenever I would hear this gospel. And it was this idea of, I don't know if I could handle God washing my feet. That it would just come to me. Every time I'd hear this, I would think, I, I don't know. I, I get Peter here. No, no. You're not going to wash my feet. That's a lowly job. That's an awful job. And you're God. And I remember the day when I was thinking it as always, when it struck me that I let him enter me in the Eucharist. And I have the same kind of reaction often, praying Mass, holding him in my hands hands that have sinned, hands that have done violence. And he says, no, you hold me and you give me away. To think of Jesus washing our feet is probably pretty overwhelming. But what I'm learning is all that means is to some extent I haven't thought about what's happening every time I receive the Eucharist. That God the fullness of all he who was, is, and is to come. Reality itself, existence itself, enters a piece of bread so that he can enter me. And that and the washing of feet are such a profound act of love. I'll never wrap my heart around it, and, and, and neither will you, not till heaven. And there is a deep humility to our God that we don't often hear about. The mighty preachers want to tell us about the power of God. And they want to tell us how God's going to destroy those evildoers and we forget we're in that camp. And those folks never talk about the humility and the tininess of God. A God who entrusts himself to us in in this Eucharist. When Peter and Jesus have their talk, there's a really powerful thing there that I always had a hard time wrapping my head around where, where Peter says, again, what any of us would have said, no, no way, no. And that Jesus' response was to say, if, unless I do this, you won't have an inheritance with me and this is Peter at his best, right? Unless I wash you, you won't have inheritance with me. And what does he say? Well, then wash all of me. Wash all of me. What does Peter want more than anything? To be with him. But Jesus' response is so powerful. He tells Peter, you've already been washed. I'm just going to wash your feet. And I think that that really is the key here for you and me, thinking of God washing feet and what that means beyond God's humility is also an understanding of us that we who are conscious of our sin need to remember that God doesn't define us by our sin. That is not what defines us. Because of his blood, we're clean. What defines us is the love that compels him to wash our feet. St. John Paul II said this years and years ago. He was talking to 
uh, pilgrims at World Youth Day, and he said, young people, you're not your sin. You're not your past. You're the sum of divine love. I uh, invite us to really think about the kind of love and the kind of humility that will compel God to wash the feet that were going to run away from him. Yeah? The feet that had already sold him for 30 pieces of silver and the feet that were going to deny that they even knew him three times. I invite us to think about that a lot and think about how we treat people who we feel have failed, that we might have our little strategies as to when they're going to get their comeuppance. But God's strategy is, okay, then I'll wash your feet. I'll serve you in the dirtiest and lowest way. If that's where you are, that's where I'm going to be. I invite us to think about that a lot because I think if we can wrap our hearts around that, we're that much closer to being who God made us to be. And when we talk about the Eucharist, to think about who he gave that Eucharist to, not perfect men. In fact, again, men who he knew for a fact had already and were about to fail him so completely that it doesn't become about our worthiness. And I want to be careful because we strive for a worthy reception of communion. But I also want us to understand that we're never going to be worthy. That it's not a cause and effect, it's a response. That it's not, I'm going to get right so that I'm worthy to receive Jesus. We're never worthy to receive Jesus. But when we recognize that, it should compel us to live in such a way that the next time we're more worthy. We're closer. Because we wash feet. And because we imitate what we're going to receive. We can be reverent and hateful. We can be irreverent and hateful. These are external things and they're important. But if they don't flow from an abject conviction that love itself gives itself to me, then it might just all be in vain. Tonight as we celebrate what our God has done and continues to do for us, I pray that we understand a little better tonight the love that compelled it and that it is a love of you. Not as you will be, but as you are today. In this Holy Thursday Mass, the Mass of the Lord's Supper, we're starting a walk with Jesus in a unique way over these next few days that we will be with Jesus at the Last Supper and we'll start it with the washing of the feet and then we'll be there with him as he gives us his very self in the form of bread and then we're going to walk with him to the garden the place where for the first time in Jesus' life he felt something you and I feel all the time uh, guilt separation that in that moment in the garden, he began collecting to himself all the sin and all the guilt of all the human race. 
every sin that would be committed, every sin that had be committed, pulling it to himself. And then covered in that sin and in that guilt, he's going to make sure he dies so that our sin dies with him. And then he's going to rise. What he tells us, and you'll hear it over and over the next couple days in the prayers we pray, is if you walk with me to my death, I'll walk with you to the resurrection. So let's walk with him. Not reenacting the Last Supper, not remembering it, but being there when God washes feet. Let's be there together when he gives us himself And let's sit with him in the garden when he begins to feel what we always feel, guilt, separation. Let's be with him when he goes through rejection by his own people, through all of the horrors of crucifixion, and then tomorrow night we'll lay in the tomb with him. And we do this because he's worth that. We do this because it's the only response of love we got. Lord, I can't make it better, but I can be with you. And that simple gift might not seem like much, but it means everything to him. And we do it faithfully knowing that one day, which is true for all of us, we'll close our eyes here for the last time, and we'll open them for the first time there. And in that we get to experience what God experienced all along, perfect love, perfect unity, a hunger to serve, not working for it, but a giving and receiving of ourselves to the God who gives all of himself to us. Amen.